This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Bringing you a common sense and fresh perspective to creating a just society. This is Common Sense on Social Justice. You'll get equipped with the tools you need to carry out social justice right where you are. Now, here's the host of Common Sense on Social Justice, Michael Davis. And thank you so much for joining us today. I am glad you're here, and I always enjoy being here. Uh, It's a beautiful blue skies, sunny weather here today in the Pacific Northwest, and it's January as I record this podcast, and yes, we do get sunshine here in the Pacific Northwest. It isn't all rain, as everybody believes, but uh, we have lots of beautiful days here. And today is one of those clear blue sky days. I look out the window of the studio here and look out towards the Tualatin Valley. Uh, beautiful, beautiful day. Now, in our uh, this podcast today, we're going to talk about something that I, I've talked about in the past, but I want to really dig into it. And that is reengaging the mind in social justice, because we too often we can allow ourselves to become emotional and really uh, 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 engage our emotions instead of our mind. And that's important because uh, our emotions uh, can get the best of us and cause us to not think clearly. I, I think of a lot of I live in the middle of a city that's filled with riots. I don't live in the middle of the city. I actually live live a little bit out of the central core of Portland, but, but you know, Portland's known for its riots and its protests and burning buildings and destroying statues and on and on it goes. You know, what these people are doing, they're calling themselves warriors for social justice, but actually what they're doing is they're, they're living off of emotion and not engaging their minds and actually getting to solutions. And you know me, I'm all about solutions when it comes to social justice. So I want to talk about re-engaging the mind and really learning to think and to process and get to solutions. A few years ago, I I organized a, a homeless tent city and organized a homeless camp where a certain group of homeless individuals and families and some families with children set up tents complete with, uh, with yards, uh, a community kitchen and bathrooms. And I chose leaders and together for that, uh, tent city. And together we created ordinances, structure and laws for the running of the tent city. And we located on an empty uh, public land that was not, uh, uh, an intrusion for the surrounding areas. And so we cleaned up the property. It wasn't, the property was messy when we, uh, landed on it. And, uh, so we cleaned up the property and, uh, all this with the city's permission and it ran successfully. People got jobs, people got off drugs, people got off the streets and what we did through that whole process is we built relationships with neighbors and proceeded to function as a tent city. Uh, again, there were children in that tent city with both parents fully involved in their lives. 
and we saw a high success rate of people dealing with their issues uh, in their lives, obtaining employment, as I said, securing permanent housing, and so on. However, however, some, quote, concerned neighbors took notice and began to oppose us. They got the media involved and even formed a protest with signs and everything. Uh, one day as I walked, I had come to the gate uh, of the community. I walked among the protesters and I asked them what their problem with our tent city was. And none of them agreed on the issue, why they were upset. One man even got in my face and threatened my life. I uh, invited the man, by the way, to be on my team. And he asked me if I was crazy. He's like, why would you want me to be on my team when I'm threatening your life? I told him, I said, well, with that kind of energy, I could use somebody with passion like you to help me make this tent city a success for these people. But sadly, he declined. Now, one woman, and this was interesting, one woman held a sign that read, Stop the homeless from taking our land. I said to her, I bet the Native Americans think the same thing of you. Isn't karma wonderful? I asked her. I invited the protesters to tour the tent city, but no one would. They weren't interested in solutions. They were only reacting with emotion without engaging their minds. Uh, you know, and as I record this podcast, again, there's uh, these riots and protests and going on and Portland keeps making national news for craziness. And we've got these extreme groups like uh, Proud Boys and Antifa and stuff who keep invading Portland, coming from outside the city, by the way. These aren't citizens of Portland that's engaging in these riots. It's people from outside. And, and all over the United States, just people protesting, burning down buildings. It's all reactionary. There's no engaging of the mind. But when we react to injustice, whether it's perceived injustice or real, and I want to make this point clear, sometimes injustice doesn't actually exist in a situation. Sometimes we actually can uh, perceive an injustice that isn't really there. I've had that happen before where I perceived an injustice, then when I investigated the matter, I was like, okay, I was a little bit wrong on that. I think I'll just not pursue that particular topic. And so... But when we react to injustice, whether it's perceived or real, purely on emotion, then we end up creating a great number of more problems rather than actually achieving justice in society. For example, Black Lives Matter was rioting and burning down buildings in Minneapolis, Minnesota last year, burning down businesses. And one of the businesses was owned by a black man. And he said, great, now that Black Lives Matters burned down my business, I'm out of income for my family. That's a black man saying that. You see, when we react with emotion to injustice, we end up creating more problems. So what we need to do is re-engage our minds. If we want a real justice in society, we have to engage our minds. Emotions are good, by the way, at the beginning, when we see an injustice, emotions are good because they awaken us. But they're only good 
if they lead us to action. Action is what brings about justice in the world. And so we we have to have emotions at first. It gets us riled up. It gets us thinking and moving and awakens us. But then we have to move into action. And that emotion then has to be channeled into determination to think, to understand the plan and carry out the plan towards the ultimate end, which is a just society. Uh Now, emotions, again, are necessary in the beginning, but we must then calm down and settle into the mind and allow our minds to take it from there. If we remain in an emotionally height state, then we are not able to think clearly to even understand the problem, much less how to deal with it appropriately. Uh, bringing about, and I'm just going to be honest with you because I've talked a lot about building a just society, but doing that requires, and this is going to be hard to hear, but it requires a lot of work. It requires a lot of thinking, a lot of planning, a lot of organizing, and just good old-fashioned hard work. You can't get all that together on emotions. You have to, to shut the emotions down and use that energy, channel that energy into thinking. Thinking, planning, organizing, working, getting people together, figuring out what the problem is and the solutions to it. Now, as we go on with the subject, I want to jump back to a point I made a minute ago that some uh, injustices that we see are real injustices and some of them are perceived. We're just perceiving that there's an injustice that doesn't actually exist. I want to talk about that for a minute. Is a particular injustice we see, is it real or perceived? And the first thing we've got to ask ourselves when approaching injustice is that question. Is this really an injustice or am I just perceiving it as an injustice? You know, a lot of times our past experiences can cause us to project on a situation to see injustice where it's not really uh, at. Now, uh, it's an important question we have to ask at the beginning. And I've, you know, I've had several times where I felt like an injustice was happening only to get more facts and realize it wasn't having to back out and sheepishly back out with egg on my face, so to speak. Uh, uh, another thing that's happened to me in the past is I've had times where, uh, I've seen injustice and it was real injustice. But then as I investigated, I discovered later that both sides shared the guilt. You see, so it's, it's these things that come into play and we have to, 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 after we're awakened by our emotions seeing something, then we have to calm down and look into something to see what's really going on. And it's okay to admit the fact that both sides could share the guilt. That's okay. Sometimes that happens. Uh, you know, it's it's very, very important. And I'm saying this again in the in a city where that's been bombarded by groups just creating chaos in the name of justice but it is so important when working towards a just society to investigate the facts of the matter then 
Let the facts speak for themselves. Uh, again, this is where we have to let go of emotion and engage our minds. Now, as an example of perception versus reality, I've, I've had situations where I perceive that, for example, my uh, wife is upset. Instead of asking and, and investigating, I concluded that she is upset at me and then concluded that she is upset with me and then I get angry and make assumptions and judgments which lead to an argument between us. Eventually, I found out she was tired or that the children had been giving her problems and so I was emotionally exhausted. And so she was, ex uh, she was emotionally exhausted. Had I engaged my mind and got the facts at the beginning, I could have worked towards a solution of helping her, coming along, alongside her instead of causing chaos. You see, true justice calmly gets the facts, then proceeds accordingly. Uh, perception of a problem is skewed at best, but reality gives us a clear picture of what's really going on. So... That's a look at reality versus perception. Now, something else when it comes to uh, engaging our minds in working towards justice is we have to let go of something, a particular emotion or a particular motivation that tends to drive us sometimes, and that is this, the need to matter. I think a lot of times we work towards justice because we need to matter somehow in the world. It gives us a feeling that we belong, that we matter. And we have to come to a point of not needing to matter. We need to come to a point of saying, it's okay, like if the problem is solved. I know I've talked in the past about big nonprofits and agencies that just exist forever. And they never work towards the end of the solution. And I think one of the reasons is, is if they actually solve the problem, then they would no longer have a need to exist. Therefore, they wouldn't matter anymore. So I think one of the emotions that we feel or the, the tendencies we feel when it comes to working for justice or perceiving something as an injustice is if we see something as an injustice and work towards it, then we just feel like we matter somehow in the world. And, and, and that's false. You know, that's just an illusion rather than living in reality. Uh, and so we have to, to let go of that. Uh, for example, I, I think that what happens in a lot of groups, may, you know, you know the groups that are out there working for for so-called social justice, what happens is they, they attract the attention of the media and the media is more than glad to give them the attention for their own ulterior motives. And they get on TV and the public's watching and just gives people a sense that somehow I'm important. Rather than, than being happy with them themselves, they're creating an illusion of importance. And so... You know, like people join protests, they join riots. They, it, it appears to the public that these people care, that they're important. And that's just a false emotion, a false feeling. 
that doesn't actually help people who are suffering oppression. Uh, again, I guess we just have to ask the question. Do we actually love people? Do we actually love people and actually care for those who are suffering injustice, or do we have an attachment to being needed and important? Because if we really cared about the people that were suffering, then we would stop the nonsense of grabbing for attention, and we would move behind the scenes towards real solutions. I guarantee you that some of the real social justice warriors of history... We never even knew their name because they could care less. They couldn't care less if we if we uh, knew their name because they weren't working for a name. They were working for real solutions for people. Now, there's a truth that we have to confront in all of this. The truth that we need to confront is the lies and deceit that we've lived in within ourselves. Uh, because too often we've looked at injustice from a, a skewed, biased standpoint, and maybe not entirely our fault. Maybe we've been lied to by others, the media has painted pictures a certain way, or whatever. But the fact is, we as humans tend to live in lies, deceit, and illusion, and we don't like to confront the truth because the truth requires a radical change and a shocking reality in our lives. <clears throat> and as we begin to engage our minds, we're going to actually discover the real and only uh uh, truth of what of what injustice exists and where it exists. You know, as I've gone on through my life and working in the various re uh, venues I've worked in when it comes to social justice, I have allowed myself most of the time, sometimes not always, but I've allowed myself most of the time to be confronted with the truth of what injustice actually exists and where it exists. Uh, but, and we may not like what we find when we allow that to happen. But as we engage our minds, we have to confront these truths because we can no longer work towards solutions if we don't know where the problem is. And we might not like what we find out about who the people are that are the real creators of injustice, the real oppressors, we might not like what we see. You see, what happens in the world is, is the media outlets, people themselves, corporations, they like to paint pictures for us. Pictures that makes people look good. Well, you take Adolf Hitler. I mean, he painted the picture through the media that he was the savior of Germany, right? Turned out to be one of the most evil men who ever lived. See, we, we get these pictures painted for us, and if we engage our minds and let go of emotions, we're going to discover some hard realities of who are the workers of injustice, 
where they are and what they're actually doing. But that is necessary to get to solutions because it's really hard to solve a problem that you don't know exists. And so I encourage you to just give your permission, self-permission, because what happens when you give yourself permission to confront the truth and to actually know the truth, then there's freedom on the other side of it. For example, and I'm going to be open and vulnerable with you. I used to have a huge anger problem. Now I'm not, you know, I'm not proud of it, but I used to have a huge anger problem and caused a lot of problems in my life. And people started confronting me about my anger problem. Of course, when you confront an angry person, they get angry that you confronted them, right? But as I allowed people to be honest with me, I started asking God for help. Because I realize these people love me, they care about me, and they're telling me the truth. And so I asked God for help. I was like, you got to help me overcome this anger problem. And what happened? Over time, God began sending difficult people in my life and difficult circumstances in my life that forced me to make a decision to either get more angry and frustrated or to just let go of it and calm down. And I chose to calm down. And over time... As these situations and people occurred in my life that were difficult, I was able to eventually calm down and now people talk about how patient I am. Well, that didn't happen overnight. That was a long and frustrating journey. But why did that happen in my life? Why did I transform from an angry person to a patient person? Because I engaged my mind and allowed myself to be confronted with the truth. Now, if you want to see a truly just society and a good world to live in, you have got to stop living in the illusion that the bad people are the good people and the good people are the bad people and allow yourself to be confronted. What's really going on? Who's really the guilty parties? And you need to allow yourself to be confronted with the fact that you and I are the guilty party. For example, next month I I plan to have a guest uh, who's going to be talking with us about employment injustice, the injustices in the workplace. Well, these big corporations just are wrought with injustices. And every time we buy their products and shop at their places and buy things from them, we are participating in those injustices. You see, we have to be confronted. You and I are guilty. We're guilty of harming the earth. We're guilty of, uh, uh, of oppressing children when we buy from companies who use child slave labor. You know, we're guilty on so many levels. But then once we actually do confront, allow ourselves to be confronted with the hard truth, freedom comes and joy comes because real justice gets realized. So as we close out this episode, I want to remind you emotions. Emotions are good at the beginning when you perceive an injustice, but then you've got to channel that energy away from the emotions and into the mind. And allow the mind to begin to engage and the mind to ask questions like, what's going on here? Is there really injustice? If there is, who's the real guilty parties? Who's, where's the real problem? What's the real root 
going on here? And then how can we organize and plan and work towards solutions? Hey, I hope this has been a help to you today. Uh, It's a good reminder for me, you know, when I teach these principles to people, it's a good reminder to me of what I need to be busy about my life. Because you can get, you know, you get caught up in the everyday today busyness of life. And sometimes you get on autopilot and you kind of forget what you need to be doing. So it's a good reminder to me as well. Uh, So I encourage you, engage the mind, not the emotions when it comes to social justice. I hope this has been a help to you. If so, feel free to email me. Our announcer will give you the address, email address in just a moment. Well, I hope you have a great day and and smile and and uh, enjoy life as you work towards a just society right where you are. You've been listening to Common Sense on Social Justice with your host, Michael Davis. A common sense and fresh perspective to creating justice where you are. Share your comments and questions with Michael by emailing sjcommonsense at gmail.com. That's sjcommonsense at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through matradayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.